I have something in my heart that I would like to share today and the title of my teaching today would be why we need each other why we need each other I think some of us probably are thinking in our minds right now about some people who want to get rid of it from our lives and now you hear a teaching that we need them it's actually if everything would be the way we want in life we will not grow if everything or, or if everybody would be the same as we are we will not grow but because in this church is such a representation of different colors different cultures different ethnicities and God has brought us together and through the challenges and succession that we have we are growing together and this is the plan of God God created all of us in his image and he allowed all of us to be here and during this journey we have to figure out to get along with everybody to be kind and nice to everybody and to be able to grow through challenges you know that often when the trees are being planted if there is no wind and a storm comes the tree can actually fall but when the tree is planted since the tree is little winds already come against it if you live in Pennsylvania the trees experience winter and that tree becomes stronger the roots go deeper and the 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 more storms and the more wind comes the deeper the tree can get and the stronger the tree can get same thing in our life the more we are thinking actually of the people that maybe they're not so pleasant that maybe we don't want to encounter them that we don't want to hang out with them we're thinking kind of like how can I just get rid of them you know <laughs> but actually those are exactly the people that God has placed them in our life for us to grow and to become more like him and often God answers our prayers we say God or maybe just me, maybe I just prayed that prayer, please change me. And God just sends a challenge and I whine and we kick and we scream. But he just answered our cry. He just answered our prayer. God has his ways of doing things to get to our heart and to build our character. But we need each other. We can't do this alone. This journey cannot be done alone. That's why the body of Christ is here. That's why the body of Christ is a symbol or a picture actually of, of our own body. You know, we came here today. We walked in. We opened the door. Can you imagine that we just got to the front door and the hand that kind of stretched to open the door, the hand just said, forget you. I'm not going to open it for you. Can you imagine what would happen? Or the feet, we woke up in the morning and, and we just want to do what we want to do. We get up and, and the feet says, I don't feel like carrying you around today. <laughs> Can you imagine what that would be? It would be like a ball just slam on the floor. And then we're going to beg this feet. Can you please help me carry me through? And this is how our life is. Often we think that, you know what, there are things in our life, people in our life that are insignificant, that, that who cares? But they're actually needed. It's actually a necessity in our life. To have people that often might be challenging and the other group they're really joyful and we need that balance the body of Christ is actually a perfect example of that and Apostle Paul is teaching us how the body of Christ is like our organs everything it's needed everything every part of our body everything it's needed and it's for a purpose it's for a purpose 
And same thing, people in our life. We are not created to go through life alone, but together. God did not create it just for us to walk alone, but together, in unity. Together. We might not agree on everything, but saying, God, I choose to walk together. With my brother, with my sister, with my family. I choose to walk together because this is what you're calling me to do. In Galatians chapter 6 verse 2 says this. Carry each other's burdens. And in this way you will fulfill the love of Christ. God is calling us to be there one for another. Because the journey sometimes is tough and it's hard. It can be difficult at times. But he says be there for your brother. Be there for your sister. Don't add burdens upon them. But be there to carry that burdens actually. And God will help you. And God will help you. You see if one member of the body hurts. The whole body hurts. If you're working construction like I do. If uh, it comes a time that you have to put a nail in the wood. And, and by accident you might, you might hit your finger. Your finger is not screaming at you and, and it says, just cut me off. I don't need you anymore. But actually, what do we do? We actually say, ouch. We might kiss it. Right? <laughs> we, might, we might take care of it. It hurts. It brings pain to us. But we actually, we take the other hand and cover it. And, and we hold it dear. We put it in our pocket. And we try to, to go to the hospital even if need be. We take medicine that we don't like. Just to take care of the finger. My brother and my sister, same thing with people. We might go through life, we might get hurt, we might get uncomfortable. But all of those things God allow in our life for us to grow. For us to grow. It's not pleasant. It's not pleasant. But it's for a purpose. And if we accept that, we will succeed. And if one member hurts, all of us hurt. If one member succeed, all of us what? Succeed. We often only see the negative, but we forget about the positive that is also there. When we see the other member actually rejoicing, we actually thinking, why in the world am I not rejoicing? Why is this happening to them, not to me? But you know, the joy of the Lord is our strength. We have to learn how to rejoice with others or with them. It has nothing to do maybe with me or with you. But it has everything to do with that person. But because that person is my brother, it's, it's my sister. They're in the body of Christ. So they're part of the family. They're part of this body. And I'm going to rejoice with them. Amen? Amen? Praise God. So many people want to do life on their own. They just want to cruise. They just maybe got offended too much. Or, or, or for whatever reason, they, they had, they, they're kind of fed up with everybody. They just go to work, clock in, after work, clock out, barely talk at work with, any, with anybody. And, and this is how their life because of different circumstances in life. But I'm here to remind you that God doesn't want you to stay there. He cares for you. And He cares for you enough to send you here to this place. To be able to hear His word. And to be able to hear that He loves you so much. There is the body of Christ that loves you and cares for you. And you can find people that you can be friends and hang out. And being able to just know that we are not called to be perfect. But we are called to be willing. 
And when we're willing for God to work in our lives, He will help us. You see, there is a saying in Africa, in African proverb that says that if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. If you want to be fast, go alone. But if you want to go far in life, choose to go together. Go together with people that might be challenging, but they're actually helping you to get to your destiny. To get to the point where you need to go. The challenges in our life is not a stop, but it's obstacle that our character is being built for us to become who God has called us to be. People that go far in life, finish strong, and leave a legacy, do so in the strength and support of people around them. Think about that. People that go far in life, people that left a legacy, people that we read books about them maybe, in history. It was never about just one person, but it was a group of people, loyal people, people around them that challenged them. People around them that, that has built, that, that, that they were saying, are you sure you want to do this? Are you sure about that? Let me pray for you. Through challenges, through hardships, they left that journey behind them. And they done, have done so with many people around them. It's called teamwork. It's teamwork. Can you imagine if there was maybe 200 pound rock over here and... One person says, you know what, I'm just going to pick it up. And he can maybe pick it up. I don't know if you're strong here or not. But you'll probably struggle. But what if we say, let's call 20 people around here. Everybody will just probably put one hand and be like, yo, I got this, right? Because it's a teamwork. It's a teamwork. We need each other to accomplish what God has called us to do. It's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be smooth. But it's going to be possible. If we choose to say... I'm going to be committed. No matter what, I'm choosing to be here. And I'm choosing to do this together and to play as a team. Sometimes we might come to a place in our life where we want to rest and maybe watch sports. And, and don't you hate when there's a ball hogger on the field? <laughs> I mean, there are like 20 people playing and only one is kind of like grabbing the attention. And sometimes we see that in Christianity. It's, it's the church is full, but everything is just, it's just somebody wants to shine. But it's all of us together, my brothers and my sister. It's all of us. We make the church. We make the body of Christ. Each one of us have a part in the body of Christ. Why is that not like that? You know, why, why is that door like that? Why is the bathroom not clean? Why is that not done? Because you never showed up to help. We need you to do that. Right? We need each other. We need each other. It's so funny that sometimes you walk with people and people says, Oh, I don't have time. I'm busy. Have you heard that? I, I don't have time for that. Hey, come, come to the small groups. Oh, forget that. I don't have time for that. I, I'm, I'm up here, you know. Can you come join us for, for coffee to fellowship? No, no, no. God did not give me uh, a gift of speaking. I only, you know, I only speak when I need. Because during coffee time, we have to kind of put an effort. And I don't want to do that. But if we're real with ourselves, we are that kind of a people that we will always tend to do what we like to do. 
And when we don't want something to do, we'll say, I don't have time for that. But in truth, we don't want to do it. We just don't want to put an effort to it. Because we think that we can do things on our own. We think that, that everything revolves around us. But the Christian life is not about me. But it's about how to be there for the other. How to serve the other. How, how to wash your feet today. And when we do that, that's the greatest joy, my brother and my sister. When we actually come to the place when we realize that we need each other. Not because I'm only in need. But that person also depends on me. And then brings a responsibility also on my shoulder to be able to take responsible action in my life. And to be able to be there for my brother, for my sister. In good times and in bad times. And to be able to shine the light of Christ. Amen. Amen. Having healthy relationships means walking in light. Sometimes we can say, I don't want to hang out with that person. Because they might be doing this or this or that. And the other person might say the same thing about you. So who is right? So this one we have to come to the Bible. We have to come to the word of God. And the Bible says this in 1 John chapter 1 verse 7. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light. We have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus his son purifies or cleanses us from all sin. You see, the Bible is calling us, first step, if we want to stay in fellowship, our first step is to come to Jesus, who is the light of the world. And he says, when we come to him, we have to walk, agree with him, and we have to walk in light. We have to, we have to embrace the light. And that light becomes part of us, and now that light shines through us. And when that happens... You don't have to put a whole lot of effort because the Bible says this. When we shine the light of Christ, we have. It doesn't say you might have. The evidence of a Christian, you will have fellowship with one another. It, it's not all of a sudden becomes like, oh my gosh, it's, it's 100 pounds on my back to say hi or to smile to somebody. But it becomes part of the routine of what Christians do. Can you imagine we walk on the street and, and, and you know, we, we say we need each other, we love each other, but we walk like we're about to kill somebody. Why, why in the world would people come to church? Why in the world would people come and fellowship with me and you? But when we have the light of Christ, it's not a whole lot of effort because it is Him. It is Him through us and we allow Him to do it. But for that to happen, it has to be 100% yielding to Him. 100% to say, God, have your way. And don't, don't get me wrong. Is it hard to, to just be together and, and, and acknowledge that we need to, get, to be together and we are in need of each other? Sometimes it's tough. But it's possible. It is possible. And if we choose to go that way, we will get far in life. We might go a little slower. But we will achieve the goal. We will come to a place in life. Not when we're 20, because when you're 20, it seems like everything is about you. But when you're about, probably, I think, I've heard stories that about maybe 40, 50, 60, you know? This is when you realize it was a community, it was a whole village. It's not about me, right? But maybe just my generation that everything has to be about me and, and me and me. But it's about us. It's about the body of Christ. When we walk in light... 
there is nothing to hide. Have you been into places that as a kid, I would do something wrong. My mom, my dad would not even know anything. But I'm at the table and I'm like, man, they're going to find out. And they're like looking at me like, what is going on with this kid? But there's something that I did wrong. And, and I don't have that freedom to be able to just enjoy my time with my family. And I've, obviously, finally, you have to come and, and share the heart, share the story. And they're there to embrace you, pray for you. Sometimes to, you know, to push in the right lane. And, and that helps too. In America, it's called child abuse. <laughs> In the former Soviet Union, it's called discipline. <laughs> but we need that. We need that. And when we walk in light, there's such freedom. We don't hide anything. We, we, we don't feel like we have to pretend. Because we're really good at pretending to put a smile on our face and, and to say, hi. And then after that, it seems like we're mute. We, we can't talk anymore. No, no, but surely if there is light, we will say hi. And we're not going to say, how are you, just for the heck of it. But we're going to say, I really want to know how are you doing today. I, I'm really interested to know because we need each other. We need to hear each other's stories. There was a guy that I knew. And, and you know, some of the things kind of annoyed what he was doing. But I never could figure out. And, and one time I kind of talked with him a little bit. But then I asked him about his story. And he said, you know what? When I was little, our father left us. He divorced my mom. He left us. And we've struggled. And we're, even to this day. And, and there's not a whole lot of affection. Not a whole lot of contact with the father. And that pain and hurt. And why, when I heard that story, my heart now goes for this gentleman. Every time I might see him, I'm just, I'm just thinking, how, what can I do for him? Because, because we are the body of Christ is supposed to help each other. But sometimes we never know what people are going through when we're so quick to be able to snap, to turn somebody down, to turn somebody away. And we don't realize how much we need each other. And this journey, we can't do it on our own. We think we can when everything is good. But when we're in trouble, we call people. We, we, we reach out to people. But let's be the people that will always be available for each other. And others will be available for us. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. If you're a Christian and are walking in light, we will have fellowship. Because that is part of a Christian life. That is part of us. You cannot separate it. It is part of us. We need each other to share our struggles and should not be afraid to ask for help. I did so much damage to my life when I was thinking that asking for help or being transparent, it, it, it's actually the end of the world. And sometimes we hold pain, we hold the struggles that we're going through in, in our own life, in our own heart, and we think that we're the only person out of billions of people that are dealing with that. And nobody will understand you. Nobody will be there for you. Are you with me? Or is it just me? But we all go through circumstances. We all might go through some challenges in our life. And we are to seek help in those moments. We are to say, I'm sorry, but, but can we talk about this? 
How can I help you? How can I serve you? How, how can I make this better? But sometimes we need to be like Job's friends. Not the ones that were talking, but the ones that were quiet. Because in moments when, when it's not about us, but it's about somebody else to help them, we, like, we go 100 miles an hour. We almost are like discovering the gift of speaking. And, and we, we forget about hearing somebody. But sometimes we need to pause and, and, and to be able to hear the heart behind it. And sometimes it's okay to say, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to say, but one thing I know, I'm going to be praying for you. And the Holy Spirit will be there and will do our work in your life. James chapter 5 verse 16 says this. Therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. You see, healing happens when we confess things, when we don't hold things in our life. But when we speak them out. And then he says, the prayer of the righteous person or the righteous woman or man avails much. Or it's powerful. Sometimes people say, well... I know some guys that we hang out, last night we did something dumb, so I'm just going to go and confess to them, you know. Obviously, we did that together. Why would you go to a heathen? And the Bible says, no, no, if you want to be heard and if you want to be healed, you have to go to righteous people. We have to go to people that have it, that, that, that are walking with, by the word of God, that are in agreement with the word of God. Not perfect. I'm not talking about perfect. But sometimes we find people that we're convenient with. You know, we're kind of cool. And we know their lives are not in order, but we kind of go, and what kind of a testimony there is? But we need to go to people actually that their prayers will be heard. The Bible says, raise up holy hands before Him. Raise those hands so I can hear you without shame, without guilt. But if there is something in your life, make it right. Ask forgiveness, seek help, and seek from the people that are there to help you, not to destroy you. Go to people that will actually pray for you, not gossip behind you. Go to people that will be there always for you. I've heard a while back a story. And this story says this, that three people got together and they began to share their hearts with each other. And there were some issues going on in their lives and, and, and they say, who's going to go first? Who's going to go first? And one person says, finally, I'll go first. And, and he says, well, I would like brothers for you guys to pray for me because I, I, I'm just struggling with stealing. I always steal something. I see something, I just grab it. I can't help it. And, and I'm so ashamed of it. Can you please help me with this and pray for me? The other brother says, okay, now it's my turn. So he's saying now, well, I'm struggling with lust. Can you pray for me so God helps me? Now the turn came to the third brother to say something. And he's like smiling and he's so uncomfortable and, and turning his hands. And, and they're looking at him. Now it's your turn. And he says, well, brothers, I struggle with gossiping. I can't wait to leave this place and tell everybody what you said. <laughs> Don't go to people like that. <laughs> but go to people. They will hear you. They will keep things in confidentiality. They will not display your life on the screen. But will be on their knees to, to just knock on the door and be there for you. Pray for God to deliver you and give you grace and mercy. 
Go to people that, that have a reputation of extending, of, of excellence. Find those people that you can learn from. Find those people that, that not only you can teach them something, but you can be taught. And also, older generation, find those young people that you can invest into them. Young people like me. Young people that are here in this room. That sometimes we can go to the left or to the right, but we need your wisdom. We can't do this alone. If, if it's, hear me, hear me out. If, if today the society just was left to the judgment of the young generation, we're lost. We need a good example from you. We need each other. We need to lock hands today. And to be able to say, enough is enough. We're not going to agree on everything. But one thing we agree that we're washed by the blood of Jesus Christ. We are the body of Jesus Christ. And we need each other. And we lock hands together. And when we do that, we're strong. We're strong. Don't think that just young generation that on your own, you're strong. Or you might think if you're older generation, you're on your own. Because the young people do not understand that you're strong. We all lose at that moment. Because this is the plan of the enemy to come, kill, steal, and destroy. But we as the body of Jesus Christ, we can come. There's enough verses. There is enough of the word of God that we can agree on. Let's lock hands up and go together in this journey against the plans of the enemy. Pray together. Be there for each other. And serve each other. We all need to encourage one another in the Lord. I think that's lacking today. We can hear today that if a person is struggling, we say go see a psychiatrist. Or go get some medicine. I'm not against those things if they're balanced. And maybe there is situations that there is real help needed. But so often, this is the first thing that comes out of our mouth. Instead of saying, let me, let me seek the Lord. Let me go pray. Let me encourage you in the Lord. Let me bring hope into your life. Let me share what the word of God says about you. Not, not what the devil says about you. Let me share the plans of God upon your life. That he's not done with you. And we need each other. We need those voices to build us. Because there is enough voices that destroys us already. Let's make a choice today that we will be those people. That will be there for each other to help build each other up. Build each other up. If I can ask the musicians to come. And we're going to be clo closing in a moment. But 1 Samuel. Chapter 23 verse 16 says this. And Jonathan Saul's son. Arose and went to David. At Horesh. And encouraged him in God. This story is a unique story. David was a man of God. He was chosen by God since his young years. David saw the miracles of God. David saw how by the strength of God he has defeated Goliath. It was a moment in his life when he saw the hand of God in, in, in his life, in his heart. But it came a moment when he was running for his life. Because Saul has threatened his life. And now he's running. He's hiding. And he's under that cave. 
waiting what's gonna happen. Maybe today, maybe tomorrow he might take my life. I'm running for my life. And he was hurting in the spirit. He was going through, through a place of drought and confusion. He was going through a moment of just agony and pain. How can this be? And don't think that if you're a Christian that you're never going to get hurt. Sometimes the most people that get hurt actually in a Christian life. In the body of Christ unfortunately. But this is when he says that Jonathan. Jonathan came to David because David was hurt by Saul. It was ministry right? They did it together. Instead of rejoicing together because Goliath is gone. But no, because the flesh kicked in. It always has to do something with the flesh. When the flesh kicks in, all this issue comes bigger and bigger and bigger. But there was a man named Jonathan. That he ran to David. And he did not say, oh, you know, let me talk against my father. He did not, he did not say, you know what? He's a little crazy. The water about it. Let's, let's make a plan and get rid of him. Even though Saul was not in the right place. But he was a leader that was put by God there. Even though Saul did not have it all together. But Jonathan says, no, I can't go there. I can't, I can't feed the flesh over here in this situation. But I have to speak to David and encourage him in the Lord. In the Lord. There will be moments we're going to find ourselves in circumstances that is going to be really tempting to talk about anything and everything but about the Lord. And we're thinking we're helping. But we're actually doing more damage. But we don't need each other for that. But we need each other to encourage each other in the Lord. And we all know the story that David, his spirit revived. God began to move in his life and he became so close to be able to have the right and the power to take Saul's life. But he did not do that. Because he understood that the anointing of God is upon him. And we need each other. We might not agree on everything. We might be hurt. We might be going through things in life. But we need still each other. Because iron sharpens iron. And when that happens it hurts. But it's actually to be more effective. It's actually to be more effective. You know. There is a story. That I would like to mention. It's written in 1 Kings chapter 19 verses 4 to 8. I'm not going to read it for the sake of time. But there was a man named Elijah. And the power of God moved upon his life. He saw the fire of God come upon that altar. But the second chapter, right after that chapter, he says that Elijah was running for his life. It came a moment when again emptiness and dryness came into his life. And he needed somebody. He needed somebody to be there for him. And it came a moment that the angel of the Lord came and nudged him. He was in the broom tree in the wilderness running. And maybe you're running like Elijah today. That, that you're fed up with people. Because Elijah was around people. And he began to run for his life. And saying it's not worth it anymore. God take my life. 
But God had a plan for him. And he said, Elijah, you don't belong there under the tree. Elijah, there's people that are in need of you. And the angel of the Lord nudged them and brought him water and bread. Which is such a type for me at least. As the bread is a type of the word of God. And the water is a symbol of the power of the Holy Spirit that seals the work of God. And he says that he arose and went back to sleep. But the angel of God never gave up on him. And he nudged them. He nudged them. And he says, no, this journey, it's way too hard for you. It's impossible for you to make it. Get up and eat. And the Bible said that he arose and he ate. And he went into that strength for 40 days and 40 nights into the wilderness. And he came to the mountain. And he began to speak with the Lord. You might be in the wilderness. You might feel like you're alone. You might feel like nobody understands you. Nobody cares for you. But even in those moments, God is there for you. God is there for you. People might fail you. God will never fail you. He will carry you through. And He will give you the strength that you need. And He will give you the purpose again in the middle of the wilderness. Reminds you that listen, this journey is too far. If you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go with God, if you want to go with the body of Christ, it's going to be a slower journey. But you will get to the end. I've shared a while back this story, but this story just fits with this message about my grandfather. When he was in prison, it was him and I believe another pastor that was there. And it was in Finland, it was cold in the winter and they took him to torture them, these two brothers. And they put him in a shed outside. That shed through the boards, you can see outside everything. It was just like a cage. They stripped them naked and they left them through the night hoping that because of the winter, they're going to die. And this was a torture. And I remember my grandfather just sharing stories with us as kids. As kids. And he's saying it came a moment that he just felt so devastated. And he went next to the wall. And he just crumbled down. And he began to think about his life. And he said, I'm just going to die. And he was just thinking about his life. He was in his 20s. And the moment came, the other brother came and nudged him. And said, Ilya, get up. You can't give up. Get up. You have to jump. You have to run. You have to walk around with me. You cannot give up. Because if he would have stayed there, he would have died. But he needed somebody to be next to him in the moment of weakness. He needed a brother to be there in the moment when his mental state says, give up and don't go on anymore. He needed this brother that was a little bit stronger than him, even though that brother was in the same place of weakness, in the same prison. He needed that nudge to say, we're not going to give up. And because they got up and all night they were walking and jumping for the blood to circulate. And I'm alive today because of that. Because of that. Because of that. Whatever where you are. There is somebody else next to you. That will nudge you. But today I want to encourage you to be that person that will nudge somebody else. And remind them you don't belong under the broom tree. You don't belong under that wall. Doesn't matter how cold it is outside. Doesn't matter what the, what the people say. 
But you have to get up and move forward. Get up from the place you are and walk with the Lord. Get up and put a shout of praise and a dancing in our hearts to walk with the Lord. We need each other. We need to encourage each other. We can't do this journey alone, my brother, my sister. We need each other. We need to love one another. We can't say that we love the world and we hate our brothers and our sisters. Sometimes we have to put an effort and I agree with that. But let's make the choice that no, I'm going to make the choice. Even though everything inside of me says the opposite. But I'm going to choose to go God's way. And this is the cry of my heart. I did not arrive, but I'm telling you. I see the promises of God and I see the word of God. And I say, God, even though my flesh is kicking, but I choose to go your way. I choose to go your way. And when we make that choice, we're going to live. We're going to get to the end. And we're going to say, by the grace of God, we have made it. Had nothing to do with just me. But all of us, the body of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. There was a man. Actually, right before the service, this story came to my mind. Of a man named Samson. And Samson... Tried to do the journey on his own. And he failed miserably. God has his hand upon him. But because he tried to do it on his own. He did not, he did not have people around him to say, Samson, what in the world are you doing? Where are you headed? Samson. Samson, God has chosen you. Be careful of the path. We need people to help us. My brother and my sister, we need each other to finish the journey strong. But Samson was doing things on his own. But it came a moment of the failure. When his eyes were out. And when people were making fun of him. He had a heart. That there was a cry in it. He began to cry to the Lord again and again. And God heard him. And his hair began to grow again. And God had a plan upon his life. But remember. When he came up. He did not say I'm just going to do what I did. But he found a small lad. He found somebody. I said, I walked all my life by myself. I was able to run to do things by myself. But I'm in need of a lad now. I'm in need of this child to take me by the hand. And to come one more time to these pillars. To be able to destroy the plans of the enemy. My brother, my sister, again and again I'm reminded. The older generation, the younger. I don't know why it's in my heart just to share this. We need each other. We cannot forsake each other during this journey. But we need each other. You take our hands because sometimes we don't know what to do. We are frozen. But you know where the pillars are. And us as young people tell us where the pillars are. And take us by the hand. And together we will walk to the pillars. Together we will come to those pillars. And by God's grace we will shake those foundations of the enemy. We will shake by God's grace those foundations of the enemy. And we will achieve what God has called us to do. But it has to be together. It has to be together, my brother, my sister. If you have been walking here alone, enough is enough. First, come to Jesus. And secondly, find people, godly people, that will help you. And if you're in this place that you're saying, I don't have friends, I don't even have who to turn to. And, and this is a good cry of a heart to say, God, give me godly friends. Get involved into small groups here that are offered for you during the week. Get involved in different ministries, different opportunities. 
that are, 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 are just being offered here. Just come to say, what can I help? You have no idea how much joy it is there and how much fellowship it is there and how we're going to help each other. Let's be Jonathans. Let's be Jonathans that will run to David and encourage them in the Lord. Let's be like the lad and let's be like Samson. After all kinds of failures, come one more time to that place. Lock hands and say, let's go to the pillars together. Lead me there. Because I have something from the Lord. To say, to share, to speak, and to leave a legacy behind it. You see, if they would have killed uh, Samson, there was never this story in the Bible about the lad. But he finished, his story finishes. They needed a lad. He needed somebody. And that's why we need each other. Amen. Amen. Stand with me, please. <clears throat> Hallelujah. I would like just to make a simple invitation. That if you're here today, that you're saying, you know what? I want to be a friend to somebody. Can God help me be a friend to somebody? And the second invitation is, God, I have no friends. Can you please send me friends in my life? So this is the two points that I would like to just challenge all of us. To be able to be honest and to say we need those people. To uplift us and to walk together to the pillars that we can shake the foundation of the enemy. So the promises of God can live. Amen. Your word is calling us and it's putting in perspective as we are one. The body of Jesus Christ is one. God, we choose to be one. No more division. God, but we choose to be united. Give us the grace to do that, oh God, to lock arms with each other and to be able, older generation, younger generation, our kids, our families together to hold the hands and to go forward to these pillars and to lift up a voice and say, devil, no longer, no more. Oh, Jesus, because of this lad, Samson actually was more successful in that moment, in one moment than the rest of his life on his own. Oh God, how much we need each other. I pray, Jesus, that you hear the cry of the hearts. Those people that don't have friends, godly friends. God, hear them. And I'm asking you, Jesus, to send friends into their lives. People that will be there for them. People that will hear them and cry with them. Uphold their hands. Lord, and help us to be friendly as well. Jesus, help us. We're on this journey together. We're not going to make it on our own. Enough is enough. We choose to lock up arms together. Go forward in the name of the Lord. With you, oh God. Give us the grace to do that, Jesus. And help us, oh God, to be there one for another. And forgive us where we failed. Forgive us, oh God, where we've seen a need. When we've seen a struggle and we turn the blind eye and turn around and just did what we had to do. Help us never to be too busy. 
when we see people around us, especially brothers and sisters in the Lord. But help us always to be there for them, oh God, and to point them to you, to encourage them. Help us to be Jonathan's, oh God, to seek where David is in that mountain, to go and encourage them in the Lord. Not to be part of the problem, but to be part of the solution. Because we have the solution. It's found in you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I would like to ask if you feel comfortable, if it's okay. Let's just grab hands from our neighbors. And we're just going to lift our hands and cry out to the Lord. And it's just a symbol how we need each other. This is how we need each other. My brother, my sister, this journey, we're not going to be able to make it on our own. It's not a survival contest, but it's the body of Jesus Christ. This is how it looks like. We left all our differences behind us and we chose to take our hands and now cry out to the Lord and say, God, help us, help us. Let's lift our voices to the Lord. Oh, Jesus, thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you that we're brothers and sisters in this room, oh God. Thank you, Jesus, that we choose to leave the differences behind and we choose to go forward together, together. Nobody being left behind, but together, oh God, we are your children. We are family, oh God. Jesus is so easy, especially in New York City. It is so easy to just mind our own business, but you have called us to care one for another, to care the burdens of our brothers and my sisters, to be there one for another, to cry, to rejoice, to dance and to shout, God, it's all to you and for you. God, I pray. That you help us. You help us, oh God, to do just that. To walk together and to finish strong. To get to that line and look back and to say, we have made it by the grace of God. We have made it by the grace of God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We bless your name and we worship you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your promises. And thank you for who you are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's just give my shout of praise because it's worthy. Hallelujah.